Have you ever wondered what the heck is next for me? I hear a lot of women say they don't have what it takes to start something new or they are too old, but many women overcome all kinds of obstacles and then go on to something even better. Over the years, I've worked a lot of traditional jobs as well as direct sales businesses, but never realized the success I was hoping for until I released my emotional baggage. Once I had cracked the code of my emotions, I knew I could help other women do the same. Join us here as we chat with female experts as they share their inspirational stories and challenges in business and life, because it is never too late. I'm your host, Cora Naylor, and this is the Crack the Code podcast. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to sell everything and travel around in an RV? Well, today we're going to learn all about doing that. Welcome back to the Crack the Code podcast. And today we're going to be chatting with Kathy Davis. She is a plant-based lifestyle and mindset coach, the CEO of Veg Inspired and the author of three cookbooks. And currently, Kathy and her husband, John, are living their plant-based dream while simultaneously traveling the United States in an RV with their cat. They've been to 29 states, 20 national parks so far, and have a goal to visit all the U.S. national parks. That's so cool. So welcome, Kathy. Thank you, Cora. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you because I know a lot of people dream of doing that, of, you know, selling all their stuff and living in an RV and living the life. And I know there's a a lot more to it than that. So I'm happy to have you sharing with everybody in case they've been thinking about doing something like that, what they need to do, what they need to look forward to, what they need to worry about. (laughs) And I know you've got a lot of good info you can share with everybody. Absolutely. And I'm happy to do that. Yeah. So maybe you can take us back. And how did this nugget of, you know, how did that thought process go with you and your husband to say, like, who was kind of the first one to say, man, should we do something like this? Like, were we just sitting around one night and just decided? Or how did that work? It actually was very much what you just described, sitting around one day and the idea kind of came out of other ideas. We So I have a YouTube channel where I film recipe videos and we were looking at renovating our kitchen. And then we ended up selling our house and moving into an RV. But the process to get there was very exploratory. Did we really want to renovate this house or did we want to buy a new back? It was back to the, the old grind, right? Back to the nine to five jobs, back to the lifestyle that we had, which was two working adults living in a house with a mortgage with cats. We had to have a pet sitter come in. And all of that felt overwhelming, right? Because you have to plan all these pieces. You have to Everything has the logistics all have to work. And we knew that the next trip would be based on when we could take time off of work. And and we didn't want to be confined by that anymore. And the idea of selling everything and moving into an RV at the time seemed so far away. And in the beginning, we gave ourselves a lot of excuses. Yeah. We said, maybe we should wait until the leases are paid off. Maybe we mm-hmm. should wait until the market's better. Maybe we should wait until we find different jobs. And it seemed like all of these reasons not to were also reasons that could be why we should take action right now. Yeah. And that was in 
The idea started formulating in probably November, December of 2017. And then each month seemed we seemed to do things to make it a little more possible. I remember on my birthday of 2018, which is in February, we actually went and looked at trucks, which was a huge step in building this vision, this idea of making this a reality, making the sell everything and move into an RV to travel really seem possible. Yeah, it's so crazy. And I love how you were talking about the should thing, like you should let this happen or that happen, because I did a previous uh, podcast episode with Sarah Stokes, and that was all about shoulds, because we get so wrapped up in what we think we should be doing, you know, things have to go in a certain way, or everybody thinks we have to do it a certain way. And in reality, we can make our own reality once you get down to it. Absolutely. And The most beautiful part of all of this for me is that I realized that I could rewrite my American dream. My American dream didn't have to fit into a box of what everybody thought it should. It didn't have to be white picket fences and three bedrooms, two and a half baths and one and a half kids or whatever that works out to be. I don't know. (laughs) Certain one cat, one dog. It didn't have to be fit into this box. And We've been on the road for four years and have no regrets. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you're just recently coming out in a book where you write a whole chapter about this. So if everyone wants to um, check that out, you know, we can continue on. But basically, we're talking about your chapter today and that move from being in the traditional house with the jobs into the RV. What were some of the emotions that you went through with that? Because I can imagine, I mean, it's exciting, but then when you get down to the real nuts and bolts of it, it's got to be pretty scary. There were a lot of emotions. When I think back over the months, there's so much excitement, so much exhilaration, so much on the edge of your seat readiness to do this. But there was also a lot of fear. Would this work for us? Could we make working remotely possible? You know, when my husband pitched his company to work remotely, they requested an internet plan. So we had to formalize how we were going to have internet for him to work his job. So these, you know, little things that you may not think about could be the catalyst of whether this could work or not. I mean, if internet didn't work, neither of us can work because we both work remotely online. So when you think of when I thought about when I think back to the emotions, you know, a lot of bittersweet. When you when you think about downsizing your house, when you think about selling the first piece of furniture that you and your, you know, your partner and your husband bought together, selling, you know, furniture that maybe somebody handed you down, maybe it's an heirloom piece. You know, we still have a storage unit because there were some things I I wasn't ready to part with. It's just a little storage unit, but just a couple of pieces of furniture that mean so much. You know, you're looking through old mementos, things that bring up nostalgia. And you think to yourself, man, is this all worth it? I'm getting rid of everything. And I remember saying to our real estate agent, she said, are you sure you don't want to lease your house and Mm -hmm. let somebody just pay the rent? And, you know, pay the mortgage, pay you rent, you can pay the mortgage and you can have a backup plan. And I remember saying to her, we don't want a backup plan. 
we want to make this work. And if it doesn't, we will cross that bridge when we get there. My husband and I always had this saying, we're going to go as far as we can see. And when we get there, we'll be able to see further. And that's how we've navigated this lifestyle. We go as far as we can see. And when we feel, you know, we talk about it. Are we ready to settle down? We went through a, a big conversation a few mm-hmm. months ago where what we were, our plans were for 2023. And it is all tied to what feels good. What, what intuitively feels like the next best step for us. Yeah. And especially going through COVID, because you guys would have just been getting on that road before all of that happened. I mean, maybe that was a good thing in some ways, because you were already prepared for working online. Your husband, I mean, good on him for, you know, approaching his company and asking if that's possible. And I think with COVID, that's one of the benefits that has happened is that's opened up for so many more people. They get out of the commute, even if they're not living in an RV. Um, but I know that it it is an adjustment to go from living into a house to a small space. My husband and I did that about five years ago, sold our condo and moved into basically a tiny house. And a lot of people say, oh my gosh, like, how do you do that? Um, but, you know, it's very refreshing to not have so much stuff. It's very, it just makes you feel so much more relaxed when you don't have so many things. So how did you guys do some research to figure out if you were going to, you know, love this lifestyle? Well, we're both pretty positive, I would say. We look for the silver lining in situations, which has helped tremendously. I I would say that making that our general attitude, our general mental state to be, to look for the silver lining, to know that things aren't, you know, we have a choice, I guess is, is how I would word that. We did a lot of research watching other YouTubers that did this. And I remember saying to my husband, we weren't in the RV yet, but we were talking about having a specific platform dedicated to RV living because I didn't really want it to mix much with Veg Inspired when we first started. And I remember saying, one thing I'm not going to put out is a video on all the bad things about RV living. Mm -hmm. Because to me... When you go in knowing that you're going to use the laundromat, you're going to use the laundromat. That's just the way it is. So Mm -hmm. as we started to research what other people were doing, we were able to prepare ourselves for that. So, you know, for the silver lining in those cases. So what's the benefit of doing the laundry at the laundromat? I can do three, five, six loads at a time. Boom, done. I don't need, if I did it in the, RV, it would take me weeks to get, you know, our sheets washed because the machine's so small. You know, it's just things like that. You know, it's, I joke with my clients all the time. I say, this is our dishwasher. My two hands are my dishwasher, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, it's one of those things where it's, they're my dishwasher. Like I have to do the dishes. So I plan around that. I make sure that I, you know, I'm more intentional about the foods that I use and the pots and pans and the utensils. And it just, it makes for a simpler way of living. Yeah, I find that too. I know we do have a dishwasher in our place at home. And even here, we're spending the winter in Mexico. But because it's just the two of us and we eat so simply, it doesn't even seem like necessary to have because there's so few dishes. You probably go through a few more because you got to do food demos and you're preparing a lot more different foods. But really, when you live in a small space, you just don't have as much room. So you make it work a little bit 
more easily or I can't come up with the right word right now, but that's okay. Yeah, it, it's just good to know to be prepared. What are some of the main things maybe that surprised you when you guys were, you know, researching? Like, what did you, what, was there anything you didn't expect that came up? Through our research, some of the things that we were made aware of is the changing costs. You know, each RV park has, can set their own prices. It's not one mm-hmm. standard. And so as you're making the plans to do something like this, you want to consider your budget. And obviously you can, with the world the way that it is, you can imagine that some of our more fluctuating costs, fuel, campgrounds, which then they're paying electricity, also rise during when prices rise. So being aware of that. The other thing that I would say that didn't come up when we were actually researching, but what we've found is we actually like to move slower. So when we first hit the road, we thought that we would move every week. Yeah. And what we had was this vision of us moving very fast around the country, seeing all these places. But the reality of our situation is that we work Monday through Friday. So we aren't going and exploring a national park during the week, most weeks. I mean, occasionally we'll take a day off or you know, we'll, we'll leave work early or come in late. But for the most part, we explore on the weekends, which means that we can't travel on the weekend if we're also exploring. Mm. So we've personally found that we enjoy a slower, more laid back, more intentional travel route thing, you know, going to one campground and staying for a month and being able to satellite to different national parks instead of trying to move to the park campgrounds which was the other thing that we knew when we were researching was the internet. But what wasn't clear was where you could get this decent cell coverage to supply your internet. And what we found over the, you know, the course of the last four years is that it's all about the experience. So for us, it's okay if we have to drive an hour to a national park, if the internet Monday through Friday works right? so that we can carry out our, our missions, our business, our jobs. So those were some, you know, just some things that you may not think about. Um, some other things that I didn't think about were mail service, insurance for the RV and the truck. I mean, these are all pieces that we, as we researched and moved into that, you know, those next steps in selling the house and selling all of our belongings. And But the research leading up to that opened up our eyes to, you know, the different types of insurance we would need to carry, the different types of how we would declare domicile, where we would live, live as a state and, you know, more of that versus simply just hitting the road and being a a vagabond or a gypsy. I mean, there's some very intentional choices that need to be made. Yeah. I think that's really important to know about that stuff. Um, And deciding if you want to do, you know, actual campgrounds, boondocking, however you want to do that. But I, I can see because you're in it for the long haul, what's the rush, right? Like why, you know, it's a lot of work to pack up and move every time and get settled. So it'd be nice. I can see where you might want to stay in a place for a month or six weeks and get to know your area. Where is the laundromat and all your favorite stores and all that kind of stuff. So you sort of feel like you're in a community instead of just, you know, packing up every few days and heading out, then that would be a lot more work. And it can be very distracting. Yeah. You know, it's as somebody who who works for myself, which was my vision the whole time was that I would travel the United States and work for myself. That was my goal. 
Yeah. But there, it is distracting to move. And, you know, people often say to me, why don't you work in the car? Your husband does all the driving. And I, at first I was like, oh, maybe I should. There's that shit again. Yeah. But what I love about our travel days is that we get to spend time talking. There isn't another Mm. distraction. Yeah. It's just us in the front of the truck, talking away, looking at the scenery, looking at the, you know, where we're traveling. It's just, I don't want to work on those days. And so I arrange my schedule so that I don't have to, but you can imagine if you're moving two times a week. Yeah. You're, yeah, that's it can be very distracting. Yeah. So this way you get the best of both worlds. When you're working, you're working. And when you're traveling, you're present. Because like you say, when you're traveling, especially through the US, there's so much to see. And if you're on your phone or working, you're distracted and you're missing all the stuff that's in between the two points where you're coming from and where you're going to. I can see that. And you might see something really interesting. You want to stop and take a peek on your way over there. It's all part of the adventure. Absolutely. Yeah. And and when I'm working, I want to be present for work too. And I don't yeah. want to be distracted by the guy that's cutting in front of us or, you know, just wanting to look at the animals in the field or the mountain views as we pass them. I want to be present in both places. And so having some, some boundaries around that allows me to do that. Yeah. So we've got a couple of minutes left. So while we're just kind of wrapping up a little bit, um, what are some main tips that you can tell people or share with them? If they were thinking about doing something like this, you know, share a few things to tell them to really look out for. I know. I mean, one of the things is you got to kind of enjoy being with the person you're with because you're living in a small space and is going to be an adjustment. So what other kind of things should they be looking for? That's my number one tip. And I think You know, when you go into a decision like this, my tip would actually be to think about what you want this experience to be and then act on it. Do you want to be arguing in a small space? Do you want to be cramped inside or do you want to be able to have an outdoor space? So when you arrive at a campground, do you have is part of your habit to lay out the rug and set up your mosquito net or your, you know, your bug, your enclosed area, set up your grill, making, setting yourself up for the, for the lifestyle that you envision happening. Mm. And just know that it might rain and you might pull into a campground that's all muddy. And it's not always going to be perfectly as, as you envision it to be, but no, have a conversation with your partner, your spouse, whoever you're traveling with. You know, I know we've met people on the road that travel with their siblings that travel with their parents, you know, maybe it's a a mother daughter on the road or a father son or father daughter, you know, in different stages of their lives. Maybe it's you and your family. Maybe you decide to take your kids out of school and you road school them. There's a lot of people doing that, but have a conversation on what you, what you anticipate, what you're looking to get out of it. Having those conversations allowed us to make the recommend, make the be aware that the realization, I guess, is the word I was looking for, that we did like to travel slower, that we didn't want to be in a rush, that we don't like to travel more than three to four hours at a time. So we have this expectation that we aren't traveling seven hours in a day. We aren't unpacking. We aren't sleeping in Walmarts. Like we want to be in a campground where we have full hookups, where we have if we had to stay, if we needed help, you know, cause we were first time RVers. I mean, when yeah. we hit the road, we'd never towed anything. My husband uh-huh. had never 
backed into an RV spot. I mean, this wasn't like we wow. had been campers our whole lives. I mean, we'd gone camping, but not yeah. Yeah. ourselves. We bought the RV to live in it. So for us, it was very comforting to be in campgrounds. As we've evolved and gotten more comfortable, boondocking could be an option. So know what you expect going into it. And then my other tip of piece of advice is no matter what is deep in your heart, let yourself give yourself permission to dream and see how you can make it happen. Yeah. And I think that's a good point mentioning too, doing it with kids, because I know we live in an RV community in our little house and there was a family that stayed there for a few summers that's traveling in their RV with three kids. They homeschool their kids and she has an online business. So don't think that it's not possible if you have kids, no matter what your situation is, if it's something you want to do, take a look at it and, you know, don't just throw it off if you don't think you can. If you can, if you want to, you'll figure out a way. And I know, you know, we're wrapping up on the time today, Kathy, and it's been so awesome chatting with you. And I really want to talk to you about your plant-based business as well. So we'll have you back another day to chat about that. But I know you had something to offer for the listeners if they want to get some information about that. Absolutely. So normally what I give away on podcast is a free meal plan, which doesn't seem to fit necessarily (laughs) the way that I'm living. But it might be something that just is intriguing to you to see how I meal plan in a small house and to see that maybe it doesn't have to be that different, right? So, you know, if I can eat plant-based or eat more plants is actually my motto. If I can do it in an RV traveling the United <laughs> States, anybody can do it. So I happily would offer you all a meal plan uh, on with plant-based recipes, the grocery list, and how I fit it into a busy week. Uh, you can find that at veginspire.com slash podcast. And if you do want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at veginspired, and you'll see a little bit of travel and a lot of plant-based and inspirational mm-hmm. content, but I would love to connect. I love meeting people. That's one of the reasons why we travel. And Cora, I just appreciate you having me on and let me share my yeah. story. Oh, and before we wrap up totally, I just want to ask you, because you guys have been to so many of the parks around the U.S., what's been your favorite national park so glacier glacier national park in montana is a top uh, big bend national park was one of the most surprising favorites that we had we really enjoyed that park and then acadia national park in maine was an, is another top and then it would i would be remiss to not mention bryce and zion and <laughs> yellowstone and the tetons it's very difficult to pick a favorite Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. That's such a cool idea that what you're doing. So everybody listening, if that's something that you have been thinking about, you want to know more, I'll have all of Kathy's information in the show notes. So reach out to her, whether it's about RV traveling or about eating more plants, either way, um, she's a wealth of information and she's been there and done that. So she'll be able to point you in the right direction. So if that's something you've been looking at, do the research check it out because it's never too late. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. Visit my website, coranaylor.com to learn more about the emotion code or sign up for my free virtual co-working sessions.